What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1 where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today wherever you listen to podcasts. It's Chrysomania, brother. That's a great question. Look at you, man. Oh, That's a powerful you. question. <laughs> Woo! This is the Chris Van Vliet Show. Chris Van Vliet Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet! Well, here we go. Yeah, this is the Chris Van Vliet Show. Thanks for being with us on this one. If it's your first time here, welcome. Thanks for stopping by. And if you've been here before, welcome back. Take your shoes off. Stay a while. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash and Bet Online. And who better to talk to than the best man himself? What a ride Miro's been on. From a kid growing up in Bulgaria, learning to speak English with dreams of being a pro wrestler, to now recently signing with AEW. And it's just amazing hearing him tell his story of, of how this all came together for him. So snap a screenshot. Let us know that you're with us on this ride as well. I'm at Chris Van Vliet. Tag Miro. He is at 2B Miro. And I got to say, we did this interview over Zoom, and he is rocking that blonde hair. I joked that him and his wife are now able to share the same hair dye, which he seemed to like. And if he didn't like it, well, I'm just glad it was over Zoom. You know, and he couldn't, you know, physically hurt me. He's just such a laid back guy, though. He's so easygoing. And in terms of his talent in the ring, I think we've only like scratched the surface of what he's truly capable of. Uh, If you haven't subscribed yet, maybe you could consider doing that at some point today on whatever app it is that you're listening on. I'd hate for you to miss these interviews that we have coming up. There's a lot of big ones here Dominic Mysterio, Jazz. Gangrel, Chavo Guerrero, and a fascinating chat with Chris Hemsworth's stunt double, Bobby Holland Hanton. So yeah, make sure you subscribe. And thank you for the reviews that have been coming in. Big, big review week last week. So thank you for all those. That specific goal of 2,000, 2,000 reviews is getting closer and closer. And speaking of that, Alan6754 titles this review, 2K reviews, here we come. Doing my part to get CVV to 2K reviews. And then a few emojis. That's it. That's the whole review. Short, to the point, perfect. That's really all we need. So thank you, Alan, for that. And I'm going to keep reading one out on every single episode for the dozens and dozens of people who are listening. Although with Miro on the show, I feel like there might be dozens of dozens. 
No, I would think there's hundreds of dozens, thousands of dozens. Well, he is no longer Rusev. In fact, he told me in this interview that he didn't even want to talk about Rusev. But we talk about his journey from WWE to AEW, although he says there's still another place that he wants to go to. And he didn't mention it by name, but it sounds like it's going to happen. Let me know where you're thinking. It is. I think I think he's referring to New Japan, which would be amazing to see him in New Japan. We talk about how he met Lana and how he felt watching her and Bobby Lashley be all over each other every week on Raw. We also get into what the real plan was for Liv Morgan interrupting Lana and Bobby Lashley's wedding and his story behind his fixed goal of wanting to move to the U.S. and become a pro wrestler. It's so inspiring. He was driving a taxi, sleeping in that taxi before going to wrestling school. Man, prepare to be inspired here. So ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the best man. It's Miro. Miro, we are doing this thing. Thank you so much. Of course, thanks for having me. Uh, We've been trying to do this for a while. So look, we're finally making it happen. We're here and I have all the words. Well, <laughs> I appreciate you looking great with the blonde hair here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was my oh. wife's idea. I rolled with it. It was it so that you and your wife could have the same hair color? I guess. Maybe she didn't let me in on the joke. I don't know. But I don't know. It was quarantine. And one day she was doing her hair at home. She's like, you want to do it? Eh, why not? <laughs> so I just tried it and I really liked it. It, thought, it felt fresh and it wanted to come in different. So there you go. You seem really happy. Oh, yeah, it looks good. Yeah, you seem really happy. Been watching your videos on Twitch, been watching your videos on YouTube. You just seem like you're in like a great place now. I am. I am. I am. I am because I am my own boss in a certain way. Um, Twitching, I do whatever I want, and I love Twitch. Uh, YouTube, you know, we throw some stuff over there from Twitch and some original content. But there's just nothing... I don't know. There's just nothing. There's nothing to be worried about. And I've never been worried about even before. It doesn't matter what people think. I've always always been happy, always been happy. It's just going to work was a little bit of a dreadful moment. But now the thing is gone. There is no dreadful moments in my life at all. So how did this all come together? How did AEW happen? Um, How did it happen? That's a great question. So I was sitting at home doing my Twitch and, um, and, and we found out that they're interested. We found out that they're interested, so we got in contact. And it didn't start off great because I had other opportunities. But I knew I didn't want to go just any place. I knew I wanted to go two places, AW and another one. <laughs> um, you know, being WWE? Well, no. (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to make it clear here. No, there's another place that I really want to go. And I will go eventually because that's just how it's going to happen. Um, So, yeah, they called me, they contacted, and we talked back and forth, back and forth. And even Chris said that when they wanted to bring me in, they wanted to bring me in with a purpose, not just to bring me in just just to be there. So. They came up with the idea with, you know, Kip and the, and the best man. And I think the best man is so suiting because of everything I do. And I thought it was a great shtick. And it's not just a shtick. It actually fits my personality. And that's why it was a no-brainer. It was that, yes, let's just do that. 
Well, I think people think that like you're going to be the best man until Kip and Penelope's wedding. And then, you know, you're going to have to figure something out. But like the way that you're saying this is you are the best man. Yeah. 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 It, it's not, I am his best man. I am the best man. I'm the best man of everything. And I explained that. I, I said, you know, I can kick your ass in the ring. I can kick your ass in any video game. And I have a woman of everybody's dreams. And if there's a kid that doesn't want to be like me, then I'm doing something wrong. You know, uh, so that's why I mean, I'm the best of everything I do. I'm always the best. I always compete to the fullest and uh, they will never change. This seems like a kind of take on Jericho or Punk's best in the world or best in the world at what I do. That, that's kind of what this sounds like. No, they're, they're, go- they're goats. They're not best. Natty is the boat. Jericho is the goat. I'm the best man. It's very different. <laughs> I heard your I uh, heard you talking on Twitch about how like you didn't have clothes uh, for your debut. So like, did this happen kind of like last minute? No, no, no. The thing is, it didn't happen last minute. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. But I had no idea. It's so hard to buy designer clothes or clothes in general. Like it's it's it's. Well, when you're as big as you are, it's hard to buy clothes. I'm well, sure. I wouldn't say I'm only. I'm what, 270, 280. That's not only, yeah. I mean, it's a normal human being. It's not like I'm big show. It's not like I'm freaking, um, I don't know, somebody big. I don't know, Brian Cage. Brian Cage is huge. I don't know how he buys his clothes. Um, But anyways, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the last minute. I knew it was coming and I thought I had a plan. It's just that my plan did not fulfill just like this last week. And then finally, I couldn't get the clothes. I trying to get this uh, stylist to do it for me. It was too late for him because of my size once again. So I had to do it. Just I found a couple of pieces in my in Miami, and my friend went picked them up, sent them to me, and I had my outfit. So it, it wasn't last minute. It's just that you couldn't find something that would fit you. I just could not find something that would fit. I could not find something that would get to me in time until friends step in. You had a moment on Dynamite last night where it looked like you might have hurt your leg. Is everything okay there? I'm good. I'm pushing through everything. No matter. You can't hurt me. <laughs> can't hurt this man. It, it looked bad there for a second, though. Well, it was a, it was a, it was a nasty tumble. You know, I I saw good old freaking Joey Janela, whatever the frick his name is. He came in like he just hits me. Like I'm just standing on the apron for no reason. He comes across and hits me, and he knows. I thought he should know better than this. So I charge his ass and, you know, he ducks out of the way. And it was very uncomfortable. I just landed right on it. It was kind of a, but I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. When you look at the whole landscape here in AEW, who are you just so excited to get in the ring and work with? I keep saying that. Like, there's so many good people. I've been so impressed um, with so many people. They're so, so good. They have so many tricks. They can perform any pocket. Uh, but I'm really impressed with Hangman. Hangman is really good. Obviously, we all know how good the Bucks are, and we know how good Cody and Boxley and all these other guys that they haven't people seen on TV. Like Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky is so good, man. The Butchers, the Lucha Bros, my favorite people of all time. But there is one person that I have never been able to step in the ring, and that's Kenny Omega. And ever since he kind of, well, he, he ever since I saw him, doing stuff in Japan. I was like, whoa, I really want to work this kid because it's not just that he's so good and he's intense and he's got, he's got everything. He's got it down to a T, but he's yeah. also a big dude. 
And, you know, you can see many big dudes with great physiques do a lot of great, not crazy stuff, but a lot of like cool maneuvers. So that's why I feel it can be a great matchup just because he loves video games. I do and wrestling and everything else. It's just, it can be one great. Well, it could be a wrestling match. It could be a Twitch battle. You could, you guys could just pretty much do it all. Everything. Because when you're the best man, you're the best at everything. <laughs> you know, you talk about being a big dude, but when you debuted, you looked so lean. Like, I think that's the leanest we've ever seen you. Yeah, yeah I've never been so lean before. But once again, being at home and being able to focus on my diet and my workout and, and getting Jerry Ward as being my nutritionist and, uh, and my workout program, it's just everything, everything just worked out. And, and once again, I hate, it was the pandemic and then the gym closed, but so what? We opened our own gym in the garage and we just had to do what we have to do because I knew where I'm, where I'm going. I knew what I wanted to get. And I always worked on my physique. Even, even before when I was big, I was always working out. It's just the nutrition was something that was lacking. But Jerry Ward got me on point. So what do I need to eat and what specific exercises do I need to do to have traps that are growing out of my ears like yours? Let me see your traps though first. Okay, let me see here. That's not bad. That's Ah, not bad. You have a little tiny man holding to your shoulders. I have a big man holding on my shoulders. (laughs) So it's like they're holding on, they clamp their hands like, hey, buddy, don't let me go. Don't let me go. (laughs) You just can't because those traps are so big. Nobody can let go. Is it just a Um, lot of shrugs? That's all I got to do? Like, I would say yes, but at the same time, I, I hate sounding like this because people are like, oh, look at this guy. I just think they just grow naturally. Like, I don't have to do anything extra. They just grow. And wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't have no secret. I'm sorry. It's just natural. But shrugs will help you 1,000%. Oh, you will know you- what I actually do? I'll tell you this. Okay. This okay. Here's the secret. I do... I do uh, shoulder raises wise. I do wise. So if you lay on the incline, when you go wise, so you hit your upper traps going down on the side, like down your spine. So there you go. If you want a little advice, I will say go with the wise, but go light. Because once you go heavy, you start including your shoulders. You do not want to include your shoulders. Were you that guy in high school who was just just a beast of a man? No, 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 not at all. I was first, I was really fat. Then, um, not really, I was just overweight. But once again, I had no idea about nutrition. I was working out training all the time. I just didn't know. We eat rice and beans every day. We don't have money for meat. We don't have money. We eat bread, we eat oat, sugar, everything. Um, so until I was 16, I was just heavy. But then I think puberty hit. And over the summer, I just leaned out and, and like when uh, my height went up. I was playing basketball all the time, so that helped out a lot. And from then on, I think until 18, when I graduated high school, and I was rowing, so I got a rowing. You can't be too heavy for rowing. Once I moved out of that, I, I started training really seriously in the gym and paid attention more to my physique. And you moved to America with the plan that you wanted to become a wrestler. Oh, yeah. Where Since did that idea in, come from? Uh, I was six, so Hulk Hogan. And one of the VHS tapes that I borrowed because we didn't have anywhere else to watch. And I saw it. I was like, yeah, I want to be like Hogan. And that was it. It was my fixed idea. It was, he was, he was everything to me. He was America personified, you know, say your prayers, your vitamins, uh, God is good and, and just do the good work man, and, and be charismatic, smile and be supportive. That's what I took from Hogan 
and what better message that was. Yeah. So I, I've interviewed Gangrel many times. I was living in South Florida, went to his wrestling school, which is incredible. And he's so, so proud of what you've accomplished. And he tells this story of you would like sleep in your car and then like come out, go to wrestling school with him. And I believe Rikishi, then go back to your car. So you were, you were living in your car. I wasn't living in the car. I had an apartment, but I was driving a taxi. When you drive a taxi, you just need to put your hours in. So sometimes I'll come from a night shift, which is usually I'll start at seven at night. And, uh, but if we had an early morning practice, I had to put an all nighter and instead of going home, driving a taxi, it's about 40 miles to the wrestling school up in the Valley from the South Bay area and park there and maybe sleep for a couple hours. Then they'll come, they'll open the school. I'll go in, train, then go back, then finally sleep, then work out. And then I'll go at night at work again. Wow. Anybody that's listening to this right now needs to understand like the pure dedication that you have. Well, you like, have to, you have to. And, and then that's what I'm saying. If you're an American person, you have so much more advantages than everybody else in this world. And, and you just have to, you have to do the work. There's nobody's going to come and hand you down anything. You just need to put in the work, man. And then every, in everything, and not just in wrestling, in everything you want to succeed, you got to put in the work. Well, look, you and I have that in common. I immigrated here from Canada. You know, you immigrated here from Bulgaria. Yeah. That, that process is, is not an easy process to make happen. No, no, no. When you're a foreigner, there's nothing easy coming to America. Um, but, but again, I had the idea. I had the fixed idea. I didn't, ha- I didn't care. No foreign answers. I didn't have any doubt. So as soon as I had the opportunity, I got my uh, work and travel visa when I was 18 or 19, actually. And I came to America right away. Richmond, Virginia, didn't work out. Uh, yeah, it really sucked, actually, in Richmond. <laughs> it's not just the Richmond as a city. It's just a situation, painting houses outside in the heat and me being unable to paint houses because I just don't know how to paint houses. Got fired a month in, thrown out on the streets with no money. And there it comes, again, fight life. You know, I just went, I came from back home in Bulgaria when I was fighting life to come to America. But I knew that it's not just going to be, you know, all beds of roses as soon as I get there. It's going to be a fight. And I knew that. So I was prepared mentally that you got to do what you got to do and go through the bad until you get to the good. How, was, how good would you say your English was when you first moved here? I spoke English. I, um, once again... Because I knew I'm going to go to America at third grade. I started learning English. And, but everything was just so, like, and once again, I'll hate to say it, like, it was meant to be. But everything up to this point, like, it led me to, because video games was English. I loved, uh, I loved video games. So I had to learn English to see what they're saying. At the same time, I wanted to learn English because I'm going to America. And watching all these movies, they prepared me. Again, movies, English, I have to open the dictionary sometimes and look for a word or listen to Tupac songs. Oh, what does that word mean? I have to find a big dictionary. It's not internet. It's like the big dictionary. When you open, it's like, oh, okay, you read this word. And that's how you learn. And then on top of that, you're going to school and you learn more and more. And But everything, everything, everything led to me coming to America, becoming a professional wrestler. I think it's crazy that you learned English a little bit from Tupac. <laughs> Oh, of course, of course. Tupac, my favorite rapper of all time. (laughs) So obviously you're very proud to be Bulgarian, very proud to be from Bulgaria. 
what was your reaction when they told you your character in WWE was now going to be from Russia? I mean, it don't matter. It, it didn't matter uh, because you see this with the Olympics all the time. Like you see a certain country goes and reach out and gets other people from different countries and then they make naturalize them into theirs to compete. It's just, I, in, my, in my eyes, it made sense. I don't think we told that story right. I don't, I think we just threw it out there, but it didn't matter because we had so much heat that it didn't matter what we did. They probably even gave it more heat if anything else. People in Bulgaria hated it. They probably still do. <laughs> uh, um, but it didn't matter. I was living my dream. You could have gave me freaking Tennessee flag. I wouldn't care. How much did you have to help Lana with this Russian accent that she was doing? Yeah. Uh, she's great with the accent. So she lived in, in Latvia, in Russia, for 12 years. She graduated a ballet school there. The only American to graduate a ballet school. Um, so she she had the accent. She had the perfect Russian. Um, and that's why when Dream first saw her doing a, a promo class back in 2013, on the second week, he said, baby, if you want to make it, you got to go with, with, with Nero. And that's what happened. He saw it at, day, at second day. He saw her. We put it together and we made it throughout the world. So Dream know what he was doing. And God rest his soul, man. He's just an amazing coach. So, I mean, so you and Lana were paired up, but like there was no romantic interest at first. You were just friends. No. You were just partners in the ring. How did it springboard to that next level? Um, just spending time together, I would say, and bonding over different things. The first bond was um, because of Eastern Europe. She lived in Russia. I lived in Bulgaria. So it's very similar She'd been to Bulgaria as well for a dancing competition before. So we bonded over that. Then we started going to church together on Sundays. Uh, so we bonded over God as well. We bonded over the love of Pink. We love Pink. She's the best singer ever. Um, so little by little. And then we started writing the shows together. But once again, I never had any intentions of us becoming something because CJ was a great friend of mine. And it, I did not want to ruin that by any means. And usually, you know, when it could get really complicated, uh, but fate had something else. <laughs> and I love that moment. I, I mean, I love my wife. It's, as I said, anything about bitterness, they can be there because they gave me my wife and nothing else. <laughs> In terms of like complicating things, when you guys started dating, did that make things complicated from a storyline perspective? No, I wouldn't say so. I think everything was good. I think people were trying, because back in those days, you kind of had to like keep it on the low when you're dating somebody because it was strictly not illegal, but it was frowned upon. And when we got into the main roster, everybody was like, are you guys together? Are you guys together? And I say, no. And they'll say, well, then we'll flirt with her. And I said, okay, she's with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it didn't complicate things at all. I think... We rolled together, we slept together, we ate together, we trained together. 99.8% of the time since 2013, we've been together. Wow. So yeah. when, when these releases started happening with WWE, A, did you think that you were going to be released? And then when you did, did you go, all right, well, CJ is going to get released too then? No, I didn't think CJ would be released at all. I think she's the top talent. She has her social media alone costs the money they pay her. So 
Uh, and she loves it there. I, I mean, she loves the opportunity, you know, to perform and all that. But I didn't think she's going to get released at all. But when they when when they started happening, I kind of had a feeling. So I was almost I almost called Corona myself. I almost called him. Hey, are you going to fire me? But then he 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 texted me to call him, and I was like, oh, okay. And I'm waiting outside a veterinarian, like veterinarian, to get my dogs like shots or like something was wrong. So I was thinking of something completely else, and when they called me. But it's not, who cares, man? It's just life. Life takes curveballs. But that's not a curveball. That's actually a straight home run. That's no curveball. That's a home run for me. <laughs> Did you immediately know what you wanted to do next? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I had a five minutes anger. Um, and then I knew it right away. I knew right away when it was going to go. And I, I, I had no doubts that I was going to get to AEW because I always admired AEW. Ever since it came out, and people may not want to admit it, but we all watched AEW. We all wanted to see what it's what, what it's all about. And and from the beginning, I didn't get it, to be honest. It was like, oh, these guys are so athletic. They have, have so many cool maneuvers. But it wasn't until I got here that I sat down and watched. And I've said that before, it's 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 the different styles. It's what AEW gives you that no other company can because we have no restrictions. You come in, you show us your style, and that's what you do. We're not going to say, hey, buddy, you're great. Come and now do this formula because there's only one formula. No, you do you, man. You do your your stuff. You show your style, If whether you come from Japan, Mexico, Texas, uh, New Hampshire, wherever you come from, because everybody has their own style. And and not, not until I sat back and watched, uh, watched it for like two hours, like, wow, I get it now. Because wrestling is like martial arts. And we it's professional wrestling, but it has a little bit, you know, like martial arts in it, like different styles, like martial arts, like yoga, like judo, karate, all these stuff. Like professional wrestling is the same way. They have the Japanese style. They have the Lucha Libre style. They have the this style, that style, the strongman. It's the same thing. And you can see this in AEW, night in and night out with matches, that you've never seen in any other show. Variety is just a beautiful thing. It's professional wrestling what it was supposed to be. You've counted on restaurants, and now they are counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. Just open up the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory, and many of your local favorite restaurants while they're still open for delivery too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food, boom, will be on its way. And right now, listeners of the Chris Van Vliet Show can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, the code is BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. And the wait is finally over. Oh, football is back. And you may not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. 
BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. How different is it backstage for you? How different have you been treated here versus your time at WWE? Um, it's not about different. It's just that I love AEW. Two weeks in there, I love the attitude of everybody. Everybody's there to also, they want to help each other. Like after the match, they're done. They go and ask, hey, did you see? Do you have any feedback? Because everybody wants to be good. There's none of that ego. It's like, African killed it. None of that ego. None of that. We all want to be good. And it doesn't matter if you've been in the business for 15, 10, or five days. It doesn't matter. You go find somebody and you, and you, or they will come to you. Because we all have the same goal. It's not, it's not about you and me. It's about let's bring AEW to be where they should be, where we can be at the top of the chain. And we're going to get there. We just need a couple more months. That's it, just a couple more months. So <laughs> how different is Miro from Rusev? I, I don't want to talk about Rusev. Like, who cares about that guy? Miro... Miro is a guy who is the best man at everything. Um, and I love Kip. Kip is a great kid. And I'll always have his back. And that's the thing. Me and him, we're best friends. I'm the best man at him, but also the best man for everybody. So people need to be careful how they treat him because they know I'm there. Um, and I've noticed that even since yesterday, the first match, there was a lot more respect shown. And, and that's what I'm there for. I'm there to protect the kid and I'm there to... Um, to go and conquer first the wedding, which is going to be amazing because once again, I'm in charge. Um, and have fun, man. It's all about having fun. And in the ring, it's going to be business, right? But outside the ring, Miro wants to have fun because Miro loves video games. Miro loves to hang out because Miro is a real freaking human being. We don't go moping around unless you're really miserable and I really feel bad about you. We don't just go walk around like this all day because we have feelings that we go through in and out. I don't have to yell. I don't have to be mad at everybody because I'm told to. I can just be me and use my real emotions in a certain settings. Well, before that, it was very, it was very hard. You know, when it comes to these, the wrestling weddings, you're like a pretty much an expert on this now. How many, how many wrestling, look at look how many wrestling weddings you've been a part of. I had so many. I had, Three or four. <laughs> was it three or four? Does it four, count if you I were hiding in the cake the- during one of them? Yeah, hiding in the cake was one. Then the, the other one was me and Lana uh, once or twice. I think <laughs> twice. And then we got married on Total Divas as well. <laughs> Two times there. So I'm, my life is full of weddings. And the funny thing about this is before that wedding, I have never been to a wedding before, ever. Ever. What? I know. The one thing I, the one time I was a, I was at a wedding, I was a kid. 
And then later on, when my friends started to get married, they were in Bulgaria, but I wouldn't come. I can't go because I was stuck here. And now, I think my wedding was the first wedding that I actually attended. <laughs> and I attended four of my own weddings. So that's kind of a record there. I'm pretty sure. Wow. Well, as we know, wrestling weddings never go off without a hitch. Like something's going to happen here. So, but that's what you're there for, right? That's what you are there for, for Kip and Penelope to make sure that this stuff doesn't happen. Exactly. They're, they're my peeps. I got to protect them. I got to make sure that they get married and they live happily ever after. Just like me and Sita. <laughs> I, I do want to ask you about the last wedding you were part of with, so that was the one where you hid in the cake. So Bobby Lashley mm-hmm. and Lana's mm-hmm. wedding. What was the plan supposed to be? for Liv Morgan and Lana? No plan. No plan. One time pop. Really? No plan. Yeah. A lot of things were made for one time pops. So it was just gonna, that was it? That's crazy. That was it. it. People thought that they they were staying and they made all these things. No, it's a, it was a one time thing that it was a great, gonna get people talking because at that time, the showrunner was about people get talking and controversy. And that's where the whole thing happened. You know, the Bobby thing. It was all about controversy and that. And, and we achieved that. Unfortunately, now there's no follow through. <laughs> yeah. But that's what happens when you change people all the time. Like, there's no follow through. You build all that. You build CJ to leave her husband and be the worst. She's still probably the, the baddest heel on the freaking show. And now she's doing all this for what? to throw away everything you did the whole year before. Like, nobody remembers that. Like, But again, that's them. They can do whatever they want. I'm just saying that. I'm just stating the obvious. But yeah, one time pop. Was it, was it difficult at all to watch Bobby Lashley be all over your wife, storyline or not? Oh, it's, uh, that's a question you need to ask her and him because I wasn't kissing him. Uh, she wasn't kissing. You know, it's, it's their choice. It's not their choice. They were just, that's what they were told to use real aggressive kissing. Um, was it was it good to watch? No, I never watched it. But at the same time, I understand it's, it's a work. It's we're actors. Uh, but the question that you just asked is the one that always people ask me. And I, every time I respond the same way, ask her. She's the one kissing. Ask him. He's married. He's got kids. They got to yeah. watch the show. Yeah. You know, ask them. Don't worry about me. Um, but nobody ever asked them. They just asked me. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I guess if I had Lana on here, I would ask Lana. Right, right. Well, I think the thing is people, the thing with the wrestling storylines is people don't think of Bobby Lashley as being married because they don't see his wife every single week on TV. They see you and Lana together and they go, oh, well, of course they're together. And now this other thing's happening on the side. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it was hard because it's real life. And then we're... She was told not to post any Instagram photos of me. So now you're taking a, a work and translating to real life. And of course, CJ being the most professional wrestler there is out there, she follows instructions to the T. She doesn't post anything with me. She does everything right. But it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, somebody gets tired and everything gets, goes, throws away. Well, AEW, we don't do that. We follow through. We follow along the stories. And one story leads to another and to another. And they're all so easy to follow. And it all makes sense it's not thrown away stuff it's not let's move on and forget what happened yesterday none of that and everything is thought out way in advance as it should be as it used to be was there a plan for rusev day that maybe didn't end up following through on 
There's never been a plan for Russell Day to begin with, let alone to finish. Yeah, Aiden English, I had Aiden English on recently. He was basically saying, like, it just kind of happened. And then yeah. they yeah. couldn't ignore it because it, it was too popular. It did happen. And then once we started, yeah, steamrolling, we, you know, they just start pulling the plug. And, and they just... It is what it is. I, I mean, I just... It, it brings me down because they really disliked Aiden. And, and I told him that because... But everybody was scared to tell him. And I'm like, no, I'm going to tell him because we're trying to highlight Aiden in a few spots. And they told, him, they told us no. Aiden was supposed to do this dive and he said, no dive. Okay, what about Babel slide? No, no baseball slide. And then I got pulled on the side and they told me we can't highlight Aiden. Like, what? How does that make even sense? I was so mad. And that's what I'm saying. Once again, you can't do this, you can't do that. But why he can't? Why, why do you stop the mess for getting, getting the reaction that we want? That's what pisses me off. I don't, I don't get pissed off about you know, they should have been this, it should have been that. No, it's about you're taking opportunities that we're there. We're having a match already. You're stopping them from showcasing them. I don't understand that. Yeah, you guys were both so over. I mean, Rusev Day was being chanted louder than anything. It yeah. feels like from the outside looking in that that should have had the momentum to push you to become a world champion. I thought I was. I thought I was. Honestly, I did. And that's why I tore my bicep three weeks before my AJ match. But uh, I, didn't tell any, I didn't tell anybody because I thought, I thought it was my moment. I thought it has come because the people kind of led me to believe that this could be my moment. And they booked me this one-off with AJ, which we didn't even have a, a, a live event match. To, because, you know, once you, if you have a, a, a title match, most likely you run like two loops before that, get your timing, get your match kind of worked out. None of that happened. None of that happened. If we had one match straight up on pay-per-view, nobody cared. Then they moved on to the next thing. Like they used me as a filler. The top act of the company, they used me as a filler. And, and they will tell you the desire of how much they want to be there. So... And, and I knew that. So I was like, all right, well, if you guys want to do that, then I'll still do 100%. But when the time is right, I'll go to a place when uh, they will support me. Because even when, it, when you're a businessman and you're investing in a stock, why would you sell or why would you cut that stock short when it's escalating or it's up? Like, it just as a businessman, it makes no sense. So it's got to be something personal. But I'm in a way better place. I love AEW. And I would love to be here for, for a very, very, very long time. Well, and it sounds like, you know, you do have your eyes set on the top here. You've got, you've got to have your eyes set on what Moxley has. Well, of course. Who doesn't? If you're in the business and you don't have your eyes there, then what are you doing here? Like, I'm not here just to, to kill time or I'm not here to fade away. I'm here to, to be a freaking world champion. Like, it doesn't matter if I'm with Kip, without Kip, or w whatever it is. I always have one goal in mind, and that is to lift the AEW World Heavyweight title over my head and stick it to all the rings, all the brasses, and everything else in between. This is exactly what's going to happen. I'm so excited for you. I am too. I am too. I can see it. I can taste it. It's just a matter of time. How, how different is the Miro that's sitting here versus 
10 years ago when WWE signed you and you went to FCW, how different are you from then? So different. So different in a matter of just life. When, you know, when life beats you around or moves you around, you just got to take all the experiences and you just got to remember what those are, whether they're good or bad. Um, so that's what I do. I just take notice of, of what happened before and I try and, you know, if, if, if it comes around, no, we have to react, react in that situation. But just when you're young, man, you're young, you don't know anything. You think you know stuff, but you don't know, you know nothing. And that's what I'm trying to explain to people. Like when I was 20 or 25, there's no way I could have known the stuff that I'm 30, when I'm now, when I'm 35, right? And now I'm trying to tell these kids, hey, you don't have to kill yourself. You don't have to bump on the floor every single night to people for you to think that you're a crazy wrestler. That makes no sense because let me tell you, I have three surgeries. You don't want to have any of that. You don't want to have fusions. You don't want to have uh, shoulder. You don't want to have any of that. You just, wrestling is great. We all love wrestling. But we are taking the wrestling to such a degree that it's just going to be dangerous for everybody. We can all scale it back down and still make it make sense. So that's what I would say to myself and to everybody out there that is young. Just save them bumps, man. Save them crazy bumps. You have a huge 20 by 20 ring. Use your head and be smart. As we wrap this up, because I want to be respectful of your time, so thank you. What is your favorite match of all time that you've been in? Uh, It's yet to come. Wow. My favorite match is yet to come. Wow. And it's going to happen in AEW. Of course it is. Miro, thank you so much. This has been amazing. I'm so excited to see what's next for you. Thank you, Chris. It was finally good meeting you, talking to you. And I'm sure we'll do it again after I, after I bring that title over my hand. Sounds good. I'll come there. We'll do it in person. There you go. That sounds like a plan. Ah, did you hear that? His best match hasn't even happened yet oh oh the best man it's just a it's a fun loving easygoing guy and he loves gaming so subscribe to him on twitch if you also love gaming and if you love this chat snap a screenshot tag us i'm at chris van vliet he is at 2b miro also consider subscribing and leaving a review i mean you've already spent 35 minutes with us so why not leave a review it's just another 30 seconds out of your day i have a prediction I have a prediction. Miro is going to be the AEW world champion in the next 18 months. Is that too long? Maybe 12 months? What do you think? He's just such a force in the ring. But with that said, there's a lot of people hanging out in that top tier that could easily be the champion this Wednesday. I mean, think about it. MJF, Cody, Jake Hager, Brian Cage, Chris Jericho. I'm sure a few other people come to mind, but like, you know, if any of those people became the champion on Wednesday, you'd go, oh yeah, yeah, that person's, yeah, they deserve to be the champ. But I'm just so blown away hearing Miro's focus and determination to move to the US and not just pursue his dream to become a pro wrestler, but to become a pro wrestler at any cost. And I think this quote from George Lucas says it best. Always remember, your focus determines 
your reality. Hope you enjoyed this chat with Miro. Be great. Be grateful. We'll see you on Thursday with the vampire warrior himself, Gangrel. Woo!